0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Highly Functional. This is Brianne Showman, and I am joined today by Judy V. Judy and I had a fascinating conversation about how to create and live an iconic life. I know I would have a ton of great takeaways from it and I think you will as well. So let's tune in.
1: Judy, thank you for joining me today. How are you? I am fantastic, Joan. Thank you so much. And it's so good to be here. I'm really looking forward to this. Awesome.
0: I'm excited to talk to you. Um, It's, I think it's really fascinating what, um, you know, the life you've created for yourself based on or how you've done it and kind of what you've learned along the way. So I'm really excited to dive into all of that. But before we do that, and this probably will be a good segue into the conversation later anyway,
1: who are you? Uh, who am I? That's a good question. <laughs> I, I am somebody who has dedicated their life to living an iconic life. That's who I am. A life of adventure, a life of love, uh, compassion, empathy, and gratitude. Uh, a life of seeing um, opportunities and potentiality every second of every day. That's who I am.
0: That is Beautifully said.
1: I love it. I love it.
0: And I know a lot of, a lot of what you've done has been a lot of what you've created both for yourself and for your life and for everything has really been due to like what you've learned yourself, what you've created for yourself. Um, So I would love for you, you know, you can share as much or as little as you want, but I would love for you to share some of your story and just like how you came to create the things that you have for yourself.
1: Right. I think one of the, um, one of, one of the pathways to me dedicating my life to living an iconic life is through having learned and having come to realize that, um, we are more than just mortal beings. We are, superhuman, as Dr. Joe Dispenza would say, we are what I call the individualized physical manifestation of the universe. So therefore, we all have the capacity of a God mind, a universal mind. I'm talking about soul. I'm not talking about any religion or anything like that, just talking about our soul. And one of the things that, that And when when I realized that, when I understood that, when I saw that, that that is our capacity, that's the truth of who we are. Then I thought, well, if that's the case, there is absolutely no mortal challenge I could ever experience that will be greater than me. So therefore, if that is the case, there's no challenge that I could ever experience that could break me that would define me, that would hold me back from achieving what I would love. And if that's the case, then I have everything within me to create what I would, what, what I define as an iconic life, according to my values and my purpose in life. And. And and that is literally what I do. That's what I've gone to create. Now, what I have created in my life was not predictable. And if you are trying to think about it logically, you will think it's not possible. It's impossible. Because you cannot logically create the life that I have created based on what we understand to be true in society. So... Because the life that I would, if if the if the life that I was predictively potentially going to create was one of suffering, was one of trauma, uh, perpetuating trauma, perpetuating suffering, perpetuating pain, um, and of um, lack and. Um, Yeah, all all the low vibrational things. But instead, my life has been one of love. I'm with, I married a a one in a billion man, (laughs) been together for 23 years. Uh, Best friend, my soulmate, my business partner. I have a business that, businesses that I absolutely love. I travel, I'm a nomad, I travel. Um, I'm now living in Mexico, been living for 16 months in Barbados. See, see how long we are in Mexico and 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 I have lived a life, an extraordinary life of adventure. How was this possible and why? So to answer your question about my story, I'll go back to the beginning where, where I was living in Ireland and um, I was locked up from the age of three until I escaped in my early twenties. And during that time experienced the most um, heart-wrenching, heartbreaking, inhumane treatment, torture, abuse, um, used as a slave. Um, it was horrendous. So many times near death I've been shot, I've been stabbed, but the most brutal home abortions. So um, it was it was to the point where I literally lived, because my heart beat. I literally felt like a piece of meat that literally lived just because my heart beat for no other reason. I felt nothing, I was nothing, I was worth nothing. I didn't even have clothes. I was wearing old men's clothes. I didn't even have girls clothes or women's clothes. I was wearing old men's clothes. I had nothing. I didn't have an identity, nothing. Was uneducated, could barely read or write until about 15 so um, that was my reality so you can see that predictably that that would lead to a life of uh, more and more suffering and certainly not adventure love and prosperity so one of the things that happened to me that was the turning point in my life that gave me the awareness the awakening so to speak that we are so much more than our mortal bodies was one day after a particularly bad uh, bout or session of, of torture that went on for like uh, something between 10 and 14 hours, which was not unusual, through the night. And um, it, was, it was in November and it was in Dublin and Ireland. And I remember walking into the bathroom after it exhausted, worn out, sore, um, but still just like like a piece of meat. I walked into that bathroom and I walked into the hand basin and I remember looking in the mirror and for the first time actually feeling like I saw myself for the first time. And I remember looking, seeing myself in the mirror, which I'm sure I did many times before, but never actually saw myself. But I saw myself and I looked at myself, I looked at myself in in the eyes and leaned in. And as I did that, I saw beyond my physical form. I saw beyond the, the bruises on my cheek, the blood on my lips, the threadbare, torn, pale blue 90. I saw beyond all of that through into my eyes. It was almost like I was reaching in to my eyes to my solar plexus. And as I reached in, I grabbed something in my solar plexus. And for years after that, I called it my something. I didn't have a language. I didn't have a, I didn't know what, a, what else to call it. I called it my something. And it was a very real thing. It was as real as this laptop is sitting in front of me that I'm talking to you And It was real. And I grabbed it. And as I grabbed it, I was transcended out outside, right in that moment, I was transcended outside. And I remember being outside it was a cold morning um, November, gray as it often is in Dublin. <laughs> and,
0: um,
1: they, I could and I was outside, but I wasn't cold I wasn't didn't feel uncomfortable. I was barefoot I was. I was, it, was, it all felt good. And I remember hearing the birds and feeling one with the birds. And I remember the, the leaves rustling in the trees and feeling one with the leaves. Feel, and the hearing the rain on the window pane, feeling one with that rain, hearing grass being cut in the distance and feeling one with that grass and feeling one with the smell of cut grass. Just this feeling of oneness this non-separateness, this oneness was just extraordinary. And it was just so expansive. And the next thing I remember is feeling this massive wash of something around me, like thousands of blankets around me, soft, soft, beautiful blankets. And it felt like, and I couldn't figure out what this feeling was, but it was wonderful but I couldn't figure out what it was. And then I remember looking up and seeing myself, my physical body, looking at myself in the mirror. As I looked at myself, I realized what this was. This was the most exquisite, unbelievable, unconditional, universal love that I was feeling. It was exquisite. And in that moment, it was like all of this love that I was feeling, I've got responses, I even remember it now. All of this love just, just I poured into me standing there, this girl broken, standing there looking in the mirror. And in that moment, literally what happened, oh, I healed for everything that I had experienced, everything I was experiencing, and everything I was yet to experience. Time completely collapsed. And I healed in that moment. And this is another thing, one of the things that I've learned, come to understand is in, in, the, in this sort of third dimensional life in the society that we live in, we, our perception of time is an illusion. What we understand about time in society, in our life in the third dimension is linear and that is an illusion. In the quantum field, in the spirit, in the soul space, it is, it is not like that, all is now, all is now. And that is our perception on lack of time. And it's purely an illusion. And when in that moment I healed from everything, the next thing I recall was seeing infinite possibilities and potentiality that my life would become. I could see that there were parts of my life or options in my life that would lead to a prosperity, a prosperous life, an abundant life, a fun life, an adventurous life. I could see it all in front of me. There was no separation. It was possible. It was there. It is already there, which I've now come to understand and realize that in the quantum field, all realities exist right now, all. Yeah, the, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly, they all exist right now. But in, uh, when I got back into my body, which felt like a long, long time, but I think it was probably only minutes, seconds maybe. I don't know. But when I got back into my body, the girl that walked out of that, out of that bathroom was a very different girl that walked in. I walked in broken. I walked out with my something. And I re- I remember thinking, you can break my body, but you can never, ever break my spirit. And this was a rock solid thing I had. I also knew something else, something that did not make sense, but it didn't scare me. I just accepted it. Didn't make sense. I knew I would escape. Without a shadow of a doubt, I knew I would escape. Again, I didn't worry about when, because I... Got that experience of collapsing time. I didn't worry about when. I just knew I would escape. I also knew that I would escape and I would get work in one of these fields. And this is going to sound crazy. Crazy, because in light of the deeply spiritual experience I just had, I knew I would get a job or get work um, in trading oil and gas, merchant banking, stockbroking, or shipping like how crazy is that i knew i didn't even know what merchant banking was i didn't know what stockbroking was i had no idea what the significance of oil and gas was or shipping none i none i didn't have a clue but i just knew that that would be what i would do i knew it with every fiber in my body and Looking back on it, I can understand why, because I had in the through being locked up and tortured and um, having no education, nothing, I learned that um, I, I, part of that it, part of that experience was living in extreme poverty. There'd be days when I wouldn't have anything to eat. There'd be days when, when there was a couple of occasions I resorted to eating tin dog food. I was so hungry. So poverty was my reality. So I had a desire. I gained a desire to live like that because what I saw was a life of potentiality, a life of abundance, life of prosperity, a life of adventure. And I understood in that moment is wealth, finance, money, and i had a desire to understand more about what makes life what makes the world work what what is how does how does the the, the cogs of the wheels of, of economies turn i had a desire to understand that and intuitively i understood that they are those business areas those industries were the key to understanding that so for the next while i set out to learn everything I could. Now remember, this was in the late 80s, right? There was no internet. There was no YouTube. There was was none of that. We found books. (laughs) Yeah. In Ireland, we had two TV channels. That was it. Okay. So it was not like 24 seven sort of like documentaries. And um, I remember walking out and thinking I'm going to learn everything I can about economics, business, business, uh, what makes the world turn go around, money, finance, everything. And I did. I learned, I I studied everything I could about Adam Smith, the father of modern day economics, everything that I could, because I asked for the books and I got the books. So I was supported in my desire to learn. Now, here's the interesting thing. It took another five years for me to escape. Again, when you lose your attachment of time and you lean into trust and belief and aligned timing, perfect timing, lean into that, you lose that attachment and you lose all of the lack and perceptions of fear associated with it that allows you to become the being, the person you need to be in order to handle the dreams and the desires that you hold in your heart. And that's what that allowed me to do. I prepared myself. And yes, there were times when it was rotten, really awful, but there was a difference because my something I held on to. And no matter how bad it got, and it got bad, no matter how bad it got, I knew that nothing and no one could break my spirit, it could break my body, and never break my spirit. And when I did escape in the middle of the night, when I was in my early 20s. Within one week, I had a job as a trading accountant on an oil and gas trading floor in London, within one week, earning six figures. That is unheard of in those days, six figures. And that was just the beginning. When you understand that we are not separate from spirit, we are not separate from the universe, we are not separate to the universal wisdom, the universal intelligence. We're not separate from absolutely anything on this planet or in this universe. And when we apply our universal mind or our God mind or our mother nature mind, whichever is more comfortable for you, when you apply that level of thinking, which entails the, the what I would call the higher levels of conscious emotions, the synthesized emotions, of love, compassion, empathy, gratitude, and appreciation. They are the abundant emotions that allow you to tap into that oneness. They separate you from the low vibrational emotions of polarized thinking, which is fear, shame, guilt, regret, apathy, all of those low vibrations, where you feel that the world has harmed you, where someone has harmed you, where you feel that everything is being done to you, where you are a victim, where you are abused, when you separate yourself from that and you embody the oneness of who you truly are, that's when you start unlocking your true gifts gifts, and yes, when you start creating the most extraordinary, mind-bending, illogical miracles and magic. Yeah, that's, that's
0: incredible. And thank you for sharing that story. Um, I'm curious because, you know, a lot of times if people are wanting to change their life, it's working with a coach, it's reading Joe Dispenza's work, it's reading things, learning things. What do you think it was about that day that like, you obviously had not read anything about knowing quantum physics and knowing all this stuff. What, what what do you think it was about that day rather than any other previous time that all of a sudden
1: made you have that that moment I um I just really good question um I think I had had those experiences before but never to that extent uh which which leads me to believe that I was not ready okay I wasn't surrendered enough and I think we all have the ability and we all have moments where we tap into that super conscious state we all have it, but we allow the human, the ego to interrupt. We don't surrender to it. Now, I, I honestly do believe that there are many ways we can actually create that experience. I've created it in real life for clients of mine. We can create that level of experience, what, we, what I call contact. Contact with our higher self, uh, you know, as real as, as life, as what we understand as life. We can create that. Now, there are many ways in which we do. We can do it instantaneously. We can do it spontaneously. We can do it in meditation. There's breath work. There's many ways in which we can do it. We can also do it through an ascension process, um, through channeling. There's many, many ways we can do it. Here's what I've also learned is that because for years, I would always be out for years in my early days of of talking about this and, and sharing this and and working with people, they, people would often say to me, yeah, but you're lucky because you had those experiences. And, and, and it, for a while I thought, yeah, I, I, I hear you, I hear you. But what I've come to learn and understand and also have evidence of from people I've worked with, you do not have to go to the end of the line. You do not have to be at the cliff edge. You don't have to be at the end of the rope in order to have these experiences. But when you, do, often people who are at that place, they will tend to have those contact experiences because there's complete surrender. You have, mm-hmm. you, you have nothing in the human, there is nothing. And all there is left is the soul, is the spirit. And that's why it happens for people who do get to that point. But you don't have to, that's what's the thing I, I 100%, 100% know and believe and trust. I've seen it, I've witnessed it. You do not have to get there in order to experience it.
0: Let's take a quick break now to talk about Naboso technology. I absolutely love training barefoot for the power it gives me. But when I use Naboso, it really ups my game even more whether I am using the Naboso mat or using the Naboso insoles inside my shoes, that feedback it provides me onto my feet really enhance my performance. I would love for you to test out Naboso for yourself. Head over to naboso-technology.com to check out all of their amazing products. And if you use code GETYOURFIX at checkout, you can also save 10%. You can also head over to getyourfixpt.com slash partners and check out Neboso and all my other great partners. Now let's get back to the conversation. So on that note, since most of the people listening to this, myself included, are not in that like lowest point in our lives, we're all kind of, you know, we're somewhere in life that we probably have goals and things that we aspire to and want to achieve and, yeah. and aren't sure how to get there. How do we start becoming aware of these things and surrendering to it and really getting a good under, like really just finding that point for ourselves?
1: Yeah, to- totally great question. You, um, it, it is an extremely um, doable and extreme, and then a lot easier than you actually think. The, the the okay. The source of human suffering. What I have come to understand is the is the perception that we are separate from anything, separate from that which we desire, separate from abundance, separate from love, separate from our dreams. All right, that's the source of human suffering. Is that perception of separateness? So no matter where you are in your life, on the trajectory of your life, or where you're headed in terms of, um, you know, on a scale of one to 10, where you are on that scale in manifesting, materializing, becoming the person of your dreams. It doesn't matter where you are. You can experience this level of awareness and step into that. Because when you become aware of it and you step into it, You step into what I call your innate power. And you are guided by that wisdom rather than the perceptions of the human. The the challenge is that the way society works and perpetuates is that we are responsive all the time from the ego, which is always based on polarity. It's, It's predator or prey. It's life or death. It's survival or... Or, or death, it's, it's, it's polarity. And, and in that polarity, there's always lack. It's, there's there's or, and always a predictability. Because when we are living from the human space, the emotional, low vibrational human space, ego space, we have to, we have to always know there's prey and we have to always know we can, we can avoid predator. That's the way it works. That's how we live. And that's the illusion of the third dimension that society lives within. And so we're trying to survive, create, manifest, materialize, thrive in that that context. And that becomes hard. That's a struggle. That's exhausting. That is stressful. That is overwhelm, Where we are perceiving that anything that we desire is outside of ourselves and not within us. So the, the, the pathway, the first pathway, the first step to breaking that and stepping into all of who you are, the truth of who you are, which is a bit of a journey to take that. But the first step is to sit back and say, okay, I'm playing with the concept that I am the individualized physical manifestation of the universe. What does that mean? What does that mean? And when you start wrapping your head around that, can, what does that mean? So we are all one. We are all one mind. The universe is one. There is no separation. And each and every single one of us, so however I number billions of people there are now, nine billion, each and every one of us is an individualized physical manifestation of the universe. What does that mean? It means everything is within us. Everything that we perceive in the universe is within us. This is not anything new. It's like the the authors, the writers throughout time have written about this. The, The great minds have written about this what we can perceive we can achieve what we there is nothing we can ever perceive that we cannot achieve because when you see it you have the ability to create it it's only that when we are trapped in the dynamics or the context of the third dimension the illusion of polarity where we are separate from that which we desire does the suffering actually happen so when we understand that we are it we 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 are all, we have everything inside of us. There is nothing missing. Then you start understanding, well, there's nothing's missing and I have everything inside of me. Then, then everything that's ever happened has been for me, not to me. So you start playing with that concept. Okay, so anything that charges you, anything that you perceive has been done to you is going to overpower you. So you are subordinating to that rather than in your power, you've now given your power away to that. So when you start dancing with that question, you start looking at things differently. You start asking yourself different questions. And when you start asking yourself different questions, you get different answers because the quality of your life is determined by the quality of questions you ask yourself because our mind has to answer our questions. So if we're asking ourselves, oh, why does this always happen to me? You're going to get answers that are, because you're a loser. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You (laughs) ask yourself the question, how has this served me? You're going to say, oh, well, I I would never have known I was that strong. Or I would never have imagined I could have been that creative to get through that experience. Huh. So how did that serve me? So if I was, I'm I'm a creative person. Now all of a sudden you've learned something about yourself that you can now use. Now I'm really simplifying it here, But these are the sort of things that, these are the different types of experiences you have when you start playing and dancing with the universe in in the context of we are the individualized physical manifestation of the universe. You have you asking yourself different quality questions. You're getting different quality answers that you can now apply to your life, and that's going to start elevating you out of the of the human of the human thinking, the egoic thinking that is keeping you trapped in the illusion of the third dimension context. Then the next thing, when you start understanding that, okay, give it time, you wrap your head around that, then you ask yourself the next question but everything that i desire if that's the case then everything that i desire is within me therefore i have everything i require to create that which i desire mm-hmm. i have it so when you start it, it, yeah so when you start trusting that you start thinking and asking yourself that question okay if i have everything that i in me to create that which i desire how do i do it from within, not seeking from outside, from a place of separation. And you start trusting your intuition. But here's the thing, when we are, done, when we are stuck and trapped in the context of the third dimension, we, we, um, we, it's very, very challenging to think like that because we are being conditioned to believe we need a piece of paper that tells us we have a degree to be able to do that. Or we have a parent or a guardian or a teacher who says, you never meant anything. And that's created a conditioning. It's created a belief that we have compounded over time. It has created emotional coding that we respond to. That becomes our identity. It becomes our personality. It becomes a characteristic of ours. You see what I'm saying? So, So therefore, we are addicted to predictability, so it's very challenging for the ego to let go because we literally feel that we're unsafe. The idea of letting go of predictability makes us feel unsafe. So when you start getting to that point where you're asking yourself the question, I have it inside me and there's nothing missing. And then the ego says, everyone in your life has ever told you, you'll never amount to anything. Mm-hmm. and starts feeling very scratchy and itchy and horrible and nasty. And that's when you say to yourself, hold on a second, Mrs. Ego, Mr. Ego, Ms. Ego, whatever ego, you, you say, okay, I hear you, I hear you, but you're safe. Because the thing is, your human is now threatened. Your human is now feeling unsafe. Because remember, the human's job the ego in the human's job is to keep you alive, right? To have you interact, to have you socialize, to have you speak, engage, that's his role. But to quote Einstein, we have in society promoted the ego to the level of master and completely forgotten our, intuitive sacred, our sacred gift of intuition. And that's what we've done. So we subordinate all of the time to the ego, which is not the master, our soul is master. And every time when we start taking this journey out out of the ego, out of the human to our higher self, the ego's conditioned pattern, conditioned reaction is to make us feel fear, which then pulls us back into it. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So we have to exercise a level of self mastery in order to say, "Ah, I hear you, I see you, but we're just going to play with this. We're just going to dance with this and see what happens because we are addicted to evidence because we, cause the ego needs evidence, paronicity. It's what keeps animals alive is paronicity. Paronicity allows us to seek out prey and avoid predators. So patternicity is patterns in our life that we are addicted to following that will make sure that what we created, yes, they will will be what we create today, will be what we create tomorrow, and so on, and so on, and so on. So we'll never break out of this hamster wheel of patternicity that we've created in our life based on our past experiences. Does that make sense? It does. It does. So we have to break that. There are many ways in which you can break that. You know, there's... um, this one of the processes that I created was the Trilogy of Transformation is a tool that allows you to break that, break that pattern, to trust in your higher self <clears throat> without evidence, without the necessity for evidence because we, we are evidence seekers. Our human, our ego is evidence seekers, it needs evidence, but it needs evidence in order to create predictability. And because of that addiction to predictability, we would rather guarantee failure than gamble success. We'd rather guarantee predictable, even though it's not what we truly desire, we'd rather know that we can guarantee that than the uncertainty of something that we might, des- that we, the, rather than the, un- the road, the uncertain road to that which we desire, which is in actual fact, our highest timeline. We'd rather take the lower timelines because we'll always eventually get home to ourselves, always, eventually, whether it's this lifetime, another lifetime, whatever it is you believe in, or it's on the moment we die, whatever it is, we'll always eventually get back down to ourselves. But for people who are living in the context of the third dimension, in the lower levels, lower emotional, polarized emotions of separateness, that path, is a very long and winding one. But when you take the take the jump to the highest timeline, which is the one where you lean into your inner, your own innate power, trust and believe without evidence, that's where you start creating. It's where you start asking yourself the question, I desire $10,000 a month. I desire to be a millionaire. I desire a love of my life, a soulmate. I desire a mansion on a hill. I desire whatever it might be. How do I do that? Where, where, Who do I need to be to do that? What, who do I need to be to do that? How do I magnetize that into my life? How do I create that as my reality in my life? What do I need to be? All of those things, the feminine and the masculine energies of the how and the what. The next part of that equation then is any obstacle or challenge that you are, an, you are experiencing is an invitation to step back into yourself to your higher self because it's an indication that you're now in separateness so answer your question
0: yeah that is all so fascinating and like it's i i think it as a as a human it is super hard to break out of that ego self or what I like also say the logical self, like we see these steps and these are the steps we need to take to get to the, the end point. Yes. So someone lists like, so like we, under, I understand now from what you've explained is, you know, we have to ask those questions differently to get into that higher self and, and all, and all those steps. What are like, how do we start doing that and I understand like on a deeper level, you do coaching for this, but like on a, just kind of like, I want to take an action step today to start kind of changing things. Are we talking like meditation, gratitude? Like what are some simple little things that we can start doing to at least start making some progress on our own?
1: So the, is the, the first thing is one, what, I, what I often say to people is who are you without all of the things Who are you without your partner, without your children, without your parents, without your friends, without your job, without your money, without your um, material goods, and and, uh, without your business? Who are you? Who is that person? And can you feel joy, bliss, abundant, expansive, just for the spark of life that you have? in you the gift of life that you have that's the first is to start getting in touch with that and feeling joy feeling happy for no reason not for as long as but for no reason that's the that is the first step because i remember that when i after i escaped i had that joy that Delight, that exquisite funness. But, there were, but I had everything not to have fun and joy for. Because it wasn't all plain sailing when I escaped and I got this six-figure job. For example, within 10 months, I was fired. Not because I couldn't do the work but because as you can imagine, I wasn't much of a conformist. I didn't know how to be in a corporate environment, especially at the level that I was positioned at, right? I didn't play nice in the sandpit, okay? I didn't understand, (laughs) okay? So I would be contentious and I would stand my ground and I wouldn't do the political game thing. I didn't know how to, right? I was fired. And they paid me to go quietly. And I guarantee you, there was a collective sigh of relief the moment I walked out that door. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but I didn't apply a meaning to it. Oh, that's interesting. Huh. Okay. Next. <laughs> I didn't put any meaning to it. I didn't say, I'm useless, I'm no good, I'm never gonna match anything. I didn't do that. Had no, I had no meaning applied to it because I was living from my God mind, my universal mind. That's for many, many, many years after I escaped, I lived from that place. And the experiences that I had, I didn't apply the human or the third dimensional context to it. So I just went out and I thought, okay, I'll get another one. And sure enough, within a couple of weeks, I had another job and more money in the bank because they paid me to go. I, this happened to me five times. I actually had a career of being fired. <laughs> and getting paid every time I got fired. And every time I walked out the door, there was a collective sigh of relief until the final time I remember, by now I was looking, I was living in South Africa. I remember looking up at Table Mountain with the sun rising above it or setting, setting behind it. And i walking out with my money in my hand and my sweaty mitts. And I'm looking up and I'm thinking, I don't recall this being the plan, what now? This can't be it. And but not applying a meaning to it, just like amazed, really? Like this is now a few years later. And getting this feeling, getting this intuitive message. Now we all get intuitive messages very differently. Some as auditory, some as visual, some are sort of a sensory. For me, it's very much more, very much sensory. And for me, the message was very clear. Do your own thing. Okay. All right, And I started my first ever business, which was called Dial-A-Teddy. It was my first ever business. And from then on, I've had, I've had many, many different businesses in many, many different industries. I've like had the, the most diverse range of businesses that I've started in many different industries. Get an idea, I can perceive it, therefore I can achieve it, and I trust it. And no one, no mortal distraction, no mortal context can take that away from me. When you get that level of belief, there is nothing you cannot achieve. It's, it's, it's
0: just so fascinating, everything, but really, like I don't, I don't, I can't say I know anyone who has really dove into like who they are when you take all that other stuff away because we're you know all of us are in our identities of a parent or a whatever worker mm-hmm. or a runner or an athlete or yeah. you name it and taking all of that away and just figuring out like who you are at your core basically who you are at where you were at birth when you had no nothing going for and you yet. Empire clothing,
1: yes <laughs> Emperor's clothes, Yes, totally. Not, not many people do that. or maybe people talk about that. And one of the reasons why we find it hard is because we fear that we're going to not like what we see. Because it's comfortable having all these identities that we've created. But you will learn that you will love what you see. And the The more in touch with that person you can get, the more you can feel joy for no reason, happy, abundant, gratitude, to the point that your heart is bursting with gratitude. Your tears in your eyes, goosebumps down your arms. You will, when you can get there, you start discovering the truth of who you are, who you are, not what the context of the third dimensional society has allowed you to feel or be or do, but for you, who you are in all of your magnificence, because you are perfect, with your perfections and your imperfections equally. They make you exactly who you are, and exactly who you are is exactly everything you've got to live your greatest life, to live an iconic life. We are here to we are here as the individualized physical manifestation of the universe to fulfill our soul's purpose and in doing so fulfill our human purpose. Our human purpose serves that of our soul purpose, which is a, a physical expression of our soul, a physical expression of our soul. That's our purpose, to live the physical expression of our soul. How will you know what your soul is if you cannot get in touch with the truth of who you are? And when you get that, that is the foundation for an iconic life you want to be able to get to the end of your life and say if you were asked the question on your last breath did you do everything you could with everything you were given in this life you want to be able to say hell yes and living an iconic life will allow that will guarantee that here's the thing we are guaranteed over our lifetime it is our our illusion on our understanding of time and our perceptions of separateness that creates chaos suffering drama, trauma, pain in our life. And if more people step back into their authentic true self and connect with that, that's your God mind. That's your universal mind. And you start living from that, being guided by that without the need for evidence, without the the need for proof, without the, the need for logic or predictability but that's where you start playing and dancing in the field of potentiality. And that's where synchronicities live. That's where magic happens. That's where you experience the miracles because we see them as miracles from the third dimensional context, but in the the higher self, we see them as, wouldn't expect anything else actually. See what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think that's a beautiful spot to end this on. Um, so on that note, if someone has more questions for you or maybe is looking for some help to work on this, where can they find you Where can they reach
1: you? Um, well, they can come and do, well, there's a couple of things. They'd come and join my Attuned um, to Worlds Facebook group. I hang out more on Facebook at the moment. Um, and um, also I do have a quiz as well. Because what I, have, what I have come to understand is the, um, the, our relationship to money and our ability to earn, hold on to, and grow wealth, financial wealth, it has a direct correlation with where we are in our levels of consciousness, whether we are stuck and trapped in the context of the third dimension or when we, whether we are elevated out beyond it. Because when you're stuck in the context of the third dimension, your wealth thermometer, as I call it, will be will be low and you can actually have a lot of money but still have a low wall thermometer because you won't be able to hold on to it you won't be able to grow it you're hitting a ceiling all the time so i've developed this um questionnaire quiz type thing which is extremely accurate and tells you where you are on the levels of consciousness and gives you some guidelines as to what to do to stop breaking out of it. So they can also do that as well. I can send you the link for that as well. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Send me the link. And then you said your Facebook group was what again? I, attuned to wealth.
0: Attuned to wealth. Okay.
1: Yeah. So my, my thing is because um, of that day, that spiritual moment I had that out of body experience when I was about 15. Um, when I decided I was going to get into stockbroking, uh, One of my businesses today actually is Trading. I've got a a trading company where I teach people to trade my strategy. So I've always, I've never let go of the trading. I've created many businesses and one of them is trauma traders. And we trade from the heart. We trade from intuition. That's why our traders are profitable. But um, where was I going with that? Oh, yes. Um, uh, Oh, yes. One of the things that I've come to realize is that and one of the reasons I believe that I became very fascinated with money and finance and abundant prosperity in terms of financial wealth um, was that I believe, and it's my understanding and my experience, that money, financial wealth, is a reflection of where we are at. So it's a really good gauge. Our relationship with money is a really good gauge as to where we are at at the levels of consciousness. And as we shift, and here's a really important point, as we shift and break the ties with the third dimensional context, as we shift up the layers of uh, levels of consciousness, what happens is we grow our wealth. It happens, it cannot be any other way. It's a universal law. So that's why I say money and wealth is a gift that keeps on giving, because it lets us know where we are at. And the greater the levels of consciousness we we grow to, the more wealth we build. It's a byproduct. Okay. It happens naturally. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, send me
0: that link. We can throw it in the show notes, and I'd be interested in doing it myself just out of curiosity, because we can always get better at life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, thank you so much for your time today. This was, I thought was a fascinating conversation and I really hope the listeners will get a lot out of it as well.
1: Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure and so so much fun. I love talking about this (laughs) stuff. I can tell. (laughs) Thank you so much,
0: Bianca. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and got some great information from it. If you are looking for more great information, I encourage you to go check out getyourfixpt.com. There you can gain access to blog posts, other podcast interviews, my online programs, and the Race Prep Masterclass, which is for you if you are a chronically injured runner with foot and ankle issues. Once again, that is all at GetYourFixPT.com. And I hope you join us next week for another great episode.